Orange County Register and OCVarsity.com. And I'm joined once again by Scott Barajas, former publisher of the Orange County Gridiron Magazine. Scott, how are you doing this evening as we are entering the third round of the Trinity League football season? I'm doing pretty good, Dan. We're uh, fastly approaching that, um, you know, the end of the Trinity League and uh, getting into playoff time, everybody jockeying for position. So uh, this is where the games start counting and, um, you know, you don't want to be on the losing end. That's right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's starting to get crunch time in the Trinity League, you know, into the third round already. Um, but, you know, let's talk about, um, you know, the, one of the games that you saw last week, I think, uh, is, is a great way to start off. It was a showdown over there at Santa Ana Stadium, Santa Ana Bowl. St. John Bosco, the defending champion, taking, um, taking on modern day, the uh, top team in Orange County. But this was, uh, I was wondering if you thought this was surprisingly lopsided. Um, you know, uh, modern day down 28 nothing at halftime. Uh, there was a point that it was 41 to nothing. You know, St. John Bosco had, you know, that was uh, late in the third quarter, up 41 nothing. You know, I don't know if that's, uh, you know, is that more of a compliment to St. John Bosco? Is is Orange County football not that strong this year if our number one team in the county is, is down that much? Maybe Mission View should be number one. Uh, is is Bosco? You know, what what do you make of that game? Is this is that was that some of that scoring just somewhat surprising to you, Scott? It was somewhat surprising. Um, Bosco is a very good ball, you know, ball club, and you cannot make any mistakes. And that's basically what it came down to. The story of that game was pretty much McGrew and penalties, you know, and combine that with a pretty good Bosco defense. Um, you know, they gave and these. You know, offense, all they can handle. You know, would you chalk it up to youth? You know, maybe, but, you know, by this late, you know, in the season, you know, are they really still, you know, puppies? Are they still youth? You know, they have experience. You know, um, you know, I've heard some coaches talk about that. You know, but when, you know, M when MD did get going, you know, there was either a penalty or a drop ball. I mean, that's plain and simple. I mean, they had like nine drop balls. You know, if they, I think Lamarche had some like 15-yard gains. You know, I think there was like a 20-yard reception, and then they, they would be wiped out by a penalty. So you know, and they, you know, they dug themselves into a hole. Um, and you know, the only thing that Modern Day didn't, you know, that didn't uh, really let let them get hurt by was Quentin Davis. Um, they kept him in check. Um, you know, I, I, I don't have the exact number on the passing yards, but he, you know, he didn't throw for any touchdowns. I think he was something like 10 of 19, I think maybe for like 165 or somewhere around there, you know, but it was all McGrew, you know, as far as the offense and then, you know, the defense took over and made everything, you know, lopsided. So, uh, you know, if it was played again, I still would think Bosco would win, but I don't know, you know, Modern didn't have that many mistakes. I mean, I was pretty much you know, dead on and on the on my scoring, I had 42 like 28, but um, they got the 21 in the second half. Um, in Bosco, everybody said they had their seconds in. They didn't have their seconds in. They were still first string years in. They just pulled off the raid. They just run base package. 
staggering for St. John Bosco. You know, you mentioned McGrew. He actually ran for 213 yards. Bosco ran for almost 300 as a team. They ran for 288. Like you said, Davis was uh, pretty much kept in check. He was, he was 126 yard passing, but it was the penalties. I think I think it, whether it was about 11 penalties for modern day, uh, close to 100 yards. So that was uh, that was a you know that was a uh, that was a blow. It was so. 10, 10 in the first half, by the way. That's that's what it, we had. I thought I had 12, but it was 10 in the first half. So, okay. so Coach, to, to, you know, Rollinson got through to them, but obviously it was maybe just too late. And I know that's been a constant uh, theme. I mean, he, you know, some penalties is Coach Rollinson has hit on. Uh, after their their game against Edison, for example, they had a ton of penalties, a lot more. They had well over 100 yards of penalties in that game. Um, but you know, moving on, I mean, what do you think is the most important thing that we learned from that second round? Um, you know, I think a couple things jumped out to me. We saw that mod, uh, that Servite has a lot of fight in it. They went right down the wire with Orange Lutheran, lost by one point on the last play. That's after. Servite uh, beat Jay Sarah pretty much on the last play in the first round of, of league. So I, you know, I and I think you know Santa Margarita showed a lot by beating Jay Sarah without KJ Costello. Um, but what do you think the most important lesson you think we learned? You know, um, outside of you know, uh, if what, what we learned from the, the round two. Um, I think that Servite may be for real or. or you know, most improved. You know, whereas everybody else is starting to, you know, sort of starting to see chinks in their armor. Servite seems to be battling and fighting. Um, they seem to be right there with with everybody when you thought that they were just going to get blown out of these Trinity League games. You know, that's what everybody thought if it was going to happen on paper. But since they made that switch to Simpson, it's given them new life. Um, you know, Servite uh, defensively, they're just doing enough on defense. You know, trading almost like trading punch for punch, you know, and matching play for play to the very end. Um, you know, and they're and they're, you know their 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 secondary is you know supposed to be their you know the strength, but right now I you know those under you know undersized linemen are getting the job done. So you know because they've been going up against you know two teams that have good you know big size physical lines, and they've been able to you know match and match them. Yeah, and they're scoring some points with uh, Simpson at quarterback. You know, they're averaging 38 points, you know, on the dot for those first two games. And you mentioned some of those linemen. You know, one guy who's looked good to me is Daniel Garcia. He, he impressed me against Jay Sarah. And, uh, you know, their, their linebackers have uh, have been active. And, you know, like you mentioned, the secondary, you know, they've been, you know, they've been a bend but don't break too much uh, kind of defense. Um, and got a big spark, I think, from some of the receivers have made some big plays. Um, but, it, you know, we're going to talk about that big game this week with Modern Day and, um, you know, and Servite. And, you know, we're talking, you know, I think the uh, the Flyers are, I have a sneaky feeling about those guys this week in that game, but we will, we will uh, get to that uh, shortly here. Um, what did you make of the of Santa Margarita you know, beating Jay Sarah without, you know, K.J. Costello. What what the uh, Eagles did, uh, they went with a, a junior, uh, 
Richard uh, Wagner uh, came in and, and played the entire game. Uh, 12 of 21, uh, 180 yards, you know, three TDs, one interception. Um, he actually ran pretty well, too. He ran for 53 yards. He was one of the top, uh, he was third leading rusher for Santa Margarita in that game. He got the ball to, um, you know, his receivers. It, you know, nobody had a, a huge game except uh, Grand Calcateria had two catches for 117, but, you know, he only threw for, you know, 181 yards. But I think, I, I know I talked to uh, one of my colleagues, um, uh, Martin Henderson of uh, OC Sidelines, and he said he was, I think he picked Jay Sarah to win, and he said that was based on uh, the fact that KJ. Uh, he wasn't sure if KG was going to play, and it didn't matter. Yeah, that's that's right. Um, you know, I saw Richard Wagner during the summer in uh, some of the passing leagues, and he actually did very well. And he moved the ball. He had a live arm. Um, I think he goes about six four, six five. Um, and I, you know, I think you know he was under the radar, and I think he would be. You know, he's, he just needs to get experience, but he. You know, he's not going to have KJ's, you know, arm and experience. But you know, against Jay Sarah, he, you know, he was able to to do it and lead them to a win. So, I mean, that game was closer than I, you know, than I thought it was going to be. Um, so, uh, you know, for this, you know, for this week, you know, it's going to be do or die for both of those teams. Yeah. So yeah, it was a Santa Margarita winning twenty-eight. 21. Scott, who do you say uh, is in the most trouble, you know, after two weeks now? Um, you know, we look at those standings, and maybe it's, you just go straight off, you know, the, 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 you know, the standings in the Trinity League, but you have St. John Bosco in first place at 2-0. and Then you got the Log Jam, Modern Day, Santa Margarita, Orange Lutheran, and Servite, all 1-1. One and, one. and then you come down, Jay Sarah, and, um, you know, this week they play, I think they're the prime ticket, you know, spotlight game. And they're going on the road, Cerritos College, say hello to St. John Bosco. I mean, is, is Jay Sarah, which was the breakout team in Orange County last year, the Orange County, you know, um, poll, you know, they're the Orange County champion. They were finished number one in in Orange County in the polls. Are they the team in the most trouble at 0-2 now facing Bosco. As of now, the way the schedule rotation, the way it falls, like I would say they are just based on that. And then you know you'll be able to to decipher who you know from the rest of the the uh, games by their wins or losses. Um, I mean, probably the most the team in the driver's seat or has the you know the easiest. I want the easiest route, but look at the best shape would be modern day. Just like I said last week, based on who they play, you know, given the, the teams that are left on the schedule, um, what, with the exception of though that's the Servite game is actually looking to be tougher than originally anticipating, and, you know, um, but, um, yeah, you know, that, that game of the week, you know, I don't know, I mean, people have seen people talk about, you know, are, do they have a running clock for a TV game? Yes. Um, <laughs> that was a so. tweet. That was a tweet I saw from uh, Eric Sottenheimer. Uh, yeah. Fine, uh, you know, outstanding uh, writer for the LA Times. You know, um, 
you know, he, he did tweet that out, and um, that was interesting. Um, you know, you look at, you know, you look what has uh, for Jade Sarah, I mean, we're, we talk about this week they play St. John Bosco, and the next week they're going to be uh, playing host to Modern Day at Saddleback College, and that's a game I know that I'm, I have a feeling that Modern that's going to be a big uh, game for Modern Day because of uh, last year losing to Jay Sarah. I have a feeling that's going to be a t- uh, kind of a target, kind of calendar circling. You can't, you know, every big every game is big in the Trinity League, but I I have a feeling that that is a bigger game than normal. That I think Modern Day is going to be off the charts up for that game. That's going to be a tough game for Jay Sarah to win. That's my feeling that I think modern day is going to be out for blood and essentially in that game yeah i would i would agree so it's 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 shaping up to be uh, well if you if you want to speak you know from a from a from a lower level standpoint because you know the last couple of years their lower levels have have been it's always come down to either modern day bosco or jay sarah so those three have always have kind of developed that that rivalry that's you know they're trying to keep it going you know in, you know through the varsity um, season but um, you're you're pretty much dead on on that one I think it will be a you know payback wanting a payback game because they didn't expect that to happen last year to the Monarchs so you know and as we as we you know kind of cap off this you know this, this segment where we kind of talked about who's in the you know worst shape and we you know I think we know Bosco's in the best shape. But you start to wonder about, you know, as we talk a little bit about Jay Sarah, I mean, could they be in danger of not making the playoffs, you know, if they, you know, you know, I, you know, you, you wonder if they can even get that large, if they can somehow get it, you know, they, they close in week 10 against Orange Lutheran. Orange Lutheran's going to probably be playing for their playoff life as well, the way they're right in the middle of the pack right now in that one-in-one cluster. But you just wonder... Um, you know, Jay Sarah is, is uh, after making the playoffs last year uh, for the first time in the Pac-5 division. You know, could they be out of it now? I mean, is this is it, you know? I mean, they went five and zero, but they're uh, in their non-league, but they don't really have a great signature victory that's going to maybe carry a lot of vote, uh, a lot of clout, I'd say. Yeah, that's that's what's going to be the interesting um, aspect to that because. Uh, you know, when they take into account of, of um, you know, your non-league schedule, um, they could be they could be five and five, you know, and be zero and five and still get in. I don't know, or or, or even squeeze out a win um, out of these next few games, um, a win or two. Um, you know, I you know I have I've seen a bunch of different people try to you know. Formula and have it down, and they've jotted down, and week by week they make adjustments. And um, you know, a lot of people have I'm starting up, starting to see uh, maybe Servite at that at large because of the fact that you know who they played in that non-league schedule. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see. You know, each week we'll we'll, we'll get more of an idea. Yeah. If you had to pick an offensive uh, standout of the week from the Trinity League, who would it be? said was just lights out uh, 213 yards we kind of been thinking that he was going to be saved for the Trinity League and I think he maybe was saved uh, 
just for modern day where he, you know, carried 16 times. That's, he hasn't been getting many carries. You know, obviously, he, you know, he ran for 213 yards. He had an 81-yard touchdown. Uh, he had two touchdowns on the night. Um, yeah, they didn't throw to him. Um, this time he had one one catch for seven yards. So I think that would be a uh, definitely a, definitely an offensive star as well. Anybody on the defensive side? I got one defensive guy. Do you have anybody, Scott? Uh, no, nobody, nobody, nobody for me right now. All right. Well, I, I one guy jumped out to me that I looked at um, this week, and I do it the defensive player of the week for the register every week. And uh, one guy I liked a lot from Santa Margarita was their linebacker, um, Matthews. Uh, Tanner Matthews had uh, third, um, excuse me, um, nine total tackles, seven solo. Um, he was outstanding, very active. Another guy that from Santa Margarita did well is Alex Stewart, a defensive lineman. He had 13 total tackles, but um, Tanner also had a uh, had one hurry. Uh, he also had. Pass deflection, so he was he was all over the place. So Tanner Mathers from Santa Margarita will be my pick. You know, just edging out uh, Alex Stewart. So uh, hey, Scott, let's look at the, this week's schedule. We've kind of touched on it a little bit, but I'm, I'm very interested to see uh, some of your thoughts on some of these games because, like you said, it's uh, as you correctly noted, it's getting crunch time here in the Trinity League. So let's start at uh, looking at this week's schedule. Well, let's start with that. We gotta start with the best, you know, maybe the best rivalry in Orange County. There's, there's a few other ones where you, you know they might have some challenges, but this probably is the best rivalry in Orange County. Would you say Servite Modern Day? Yeah, I, I would say so. And, and, you know, you played at the Big A, and um, I mean, it's, 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 you know, packed every year. There's been some good ones, you know that. You know, the battle uh, for the Bell, Edison, Fountain Valley still is strong. You know, they're going to fill up Orange Coast College for, you know, they you know they could probably play at the Big A, and they have played this game at the Big A. And, you know, Orange Coast College definitely is not big enough for that game. Um, they, they could definitely move. They, they turn around. They turn away fans in the Edison-Fountain um, Valley game. But I, I would say, you know, modern day, Servite is the number one uh, game. Um, so it's at Angel Stadium this year. It's uh, on a Friday, October 23rd, 7 o'clock kickoff. What's your thought on this one, um, Scott? Um, I mean, you know, it wasn't until, you know, you talked to the Servite, you know, you know, faithful, you know, and they seem to think, you know, they have, you know, after watching what Bosco did to modern day and what Servite's done to the last two games, they have a high hopes that they think they can win this game and you know Servite's going to have to play that perfect game just like we had said about you know Modern Day having to play that perfect game last week but um, it's sort of role reversed you know MD you know will probably you know if they repeat have a repeat performance of that first half against Servite and Servite plays the perfect game then they're off you know Servite's going to have a shot you know and like we said they've been playing you know pretty well you know defensively they've been you know trading you know, with these offenses and scoring and, and matching it because we weren't, you know, sure if they were going to be able to do that. Um, but uh, I think Simpson's going to cause, give modern-day's defense some fits, you know, 